All right, two big wins over the weekend, solid wins, uh, dominating wins for USC and Clemson to the naked eye. Not a whole lot to complain about, but that's why we bring in Coach Zach Willis. First and ten with Zach Willis on a Monday night because he looks at things with not a naked eye. He looks at things more critically. He might have some things to discuss. Welcome in, Coach. How are you? Doing good, Phil. How are you doing? We're doing great. We're doing great. Tough time of year now. I guess it gets earlier and earlier. Tough time of year for coaches in that, I mean, yeah, most of them are fine, going to make a ton of money. Even those that get fired are going to make a ton of money. But you got head coaches being fired, and then you got head coaches trying to save their jobs by firing coordinators to take the heat off of them at least for another season. <laughs> so it's it's kind of a tough time in that profession. You know, the world has changed a lot since I got into coaching. It used to be viewed as a fraternity, and as the money grew and the notoriety grew, it's kind of like Hollywood now. You got some really great people, and you got some people with no no character at all. And um, if you're a parent out there and you have a son getting recruited, you better pay really close attention to what they tell you and do your research before you send your son off or daughter, depending on what sport it is. Uh, to play college ball. It's a real snake pit now, Phil, to be honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, let's go to the games and uh, South Carolina Vanderbilt. Uh, Gamecocks kind of beat Vanderbilt the way a team should beat Vanderbilt these days. And South Carolina took care of their business and uh, plenty yep. of offense and uh, defense didn't have uh, too many problems. And what did you think? And uh, what what about these two weeks? Do you think these two wins – uh, they have helped the Gamecocks to fix some things heading into the two biggest games of the season for them. I think it definitely has, you know, Phil. I don't, I don't think that you would tell me better if they came out of it, you know, healthy. That would be the only really negative things if somebody got hurt, especially, you know, somebody really that was really critical to them. But um, Shane Beamer has shown, at least to me, the ability to rally this team time after time after time, get them to play hard. They rarely lose games. The Florida game might be the exception this year, a game they should have won that got away from them. Um, but Florida's not a horrible football team either. Vanderbilt's probably the least talented SEC. I told you this, SEC talent-wise, I've ever seen an SEC team be. They have some definite limitations. But South Carolina did exactly what they should have done. They went out and had a big day on both sides of the ball and did a fantastic and scored on special teams. I mean, of course, that's nothing new, but – you know, they, they're a team that does what they need to do, and this Kentucky game, to me, is very two very evenly matched teams going at it in Columbia. Yeah, uh, you're right there in Kentucky. Uh, disappointing season for them. I mean, they their bar had gone up over the last year, and uh, they'd had some nice wins, but but not this year. Uh, they got beat by Georgia. They um, they got hammered by Alabama. I guess really no shame there. Um, Anyway, it, it hasn't been the kind of year that they were they were expecting. Uh, the quarterback Leary, the transfer from NC State, I don't know uh, if if he is kind of a step down for them at quarterback compared to what they've had recently. Ray Davis certainly gives them a nice threat there at running back, but of course Alabama snuffed out their running game Saturday. Well, you know the the, the mismatch up front. Alabama, Georgia are two just elite-level teams um, that, you know, when you watch them play up front, it's like watching a clinic tape. 
you know, highlight reel on almost every play. And it'll be great to watch them most likely play each other in the SEC championship game. That'll be one heck of a game. Um, but, you know, Kentucky, Devin Leary's not – and this is a, a nuanced thing, but he has did not learn the system. The system takes longer to learn at Kentucky than it does other places. And he, he, he look what Levis has done in the pros. I mean, he was beat up and banged up last year uh, and still had a great year um, by Kentucky standards for sure. But he's a, a first-round draft pick, and he showed in the NFL that he's legit. And they miss him. Leary should have stayed in Raleigh. You know, he had it made there. He'd been All-American there. But people don't understand, you have to learn the concept and the plays, the plays themselves, and then you got to go out there under live fire taking an ACC quarterback and putting him in an SEC league. And you got to adjust because there's a difference in the speed, you know, of a Wake Forest versus somebody like Georgia or, or LSU. And, and even South Carolina, you know, there's a speed differential. And it's not a huge one until you get to the elite teams, but Kentucky's got a tough schedule. I think they'll get things righted, but it ought to be a really good game in Columbia. I'm hoping, obviously, Carolina's ready. And I believe Shane Beamer will have them ready. It seems to me like they're pretty consistent on coming out. And you may whip them more talented than they are, but I don't see them giving up. And that's that's a real big deal, especially this time of year. I don't think Kentucky uh, Kentucky and South Carolina kind of mirror images except the quarterback. Uh-huh. Uh, Spencer Rattler has learned the system. They've opened it up, and they're letting him go now. And if, if the receivers, honestly, I didn't know this stat, but they were talking about on the broadcast, and the losses South Carolina's had, they've had 21 drop passes. Uh. And, and they had had none in their wins until the other day, and they dropped three or four, and that was raining. To be fair to everybody uh, in, 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 that, in that regard, and the one or two they called drops, I would say were maybe not really thrown that well. But that's an interesting stat for the folks who like that kind of stuff. Uh, but it ought to be an interesting game. And I think, again, Kentucky's got some strong players, but they're definitely beatable in South Carolina. This is a must-win as they all are from here on out. Let's go to Clemson and handle Georgia Tech. Again, Georgia Tech came in thinking they could make some noise, but that Clemson defense got after them and really took it to Georgia Tech. The quarterback, King, he had no chance. He had no chance back no. there. Um Except for busting a couple of runs up the middle, surprisingly, they got some good blocking. They they busted a couple of runs. Maybe Clemson missed some fits or some linebackers were out of out of place. I don't know exactly what the deal was. Otherwise, it, it was nothing for Georgia Tech. I mean, they had a hundred yards of offense going into the fourth quarter. Is Clemson uh, and, rounding into shape here as we go down to the last two games? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt, Phil. You know, we we talked about it. I think both teams look to be. Now, we'll know a whole lot more. Clemson's got North Carolina at home. North Carolina, I watched that ball game. Duke and Carolina are rivals in basketball, but they play some good football against each other. And I watched that one, and they've got Drake May. We'll see exactly how good Clemson is against a great quarterback when they play this coming week. But from everything we saw, four interceptions, you know, they scored about every way you could score on offense. Um, I'm, I mean, it's best they've looked. Them beat Notre Dame and followed up with this. Usually they, after they have a big win, when they were rolling, they maybe squeaked by Georgia Tech the next week, you know, 10 or 12-point or sometimes less victory at home. But they came out rolling from the start and just blew them off the field. And like you said, I mean, they made Georgia Tech look like a one- or two-win team. You wouldn't believe they had a winning record coming in based on how bad Clemson, especially their defense. I mean, they just absolutely dominated. I, you couldn't have said it better. 
they were they weren't flawless, but they were close to it. They did have some run fits where they missed some gaps. But Georgia Tech had a good football team. It didn't show. But they've had some big wins this year, and I think they're going to be tough in the future. But man, when the Tigers are, are rolling, they're hard to beat. And if you go back and look at their losses, I and mean, they were taking what the fourth ranked team in the country in the double overtime. This this team is just having to learn how to win and. I think they're learning. I think, as you put it, they're feeling it now. And mm-hmm. when they start feeling things, they're very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Now, Zach Willis joining us here on First and Ten, still living on his buyout up in Kentucky. Coach, uh, <laughs> want to talk about offensive, <laughs> offensive line play, something you know quite a bit about. Uh, so South Carolina, they they finally got the same five offensive linemen to start in consecutive weeks, and I thought that line play looked a lot better. So you know better than most. If Trey Jones, one of their five best linemen, comes back, do you hesitate to put him in and just kind of keep the guys you've got for continuity stake sake? So what's more important, the best five guys or the continuity of keeping the five you've got playing well together? Yeah, I'm going to be honest, it's continuity. I and mean, that's a great, great question. Um, we had times uh, in my coaching years where the senior offensive linemen would come in to me, guys that were All-Americans, and say, Coach, we need to play this guy that's maybe second or third team at guard because he knows what he's doing. The freshman or sophomore we got in there doesn't know all the plays, and he's not he's not sure of himself. And it's an adjustments most people now on the SEC level, the big-time level, we, adjust, we see everything. You don't always see that at some schools. But, again, fan base is so astute. The media is so good in South Carolina football-wise. The SEC, period, is so analyzed. You know, you get to see on the inside, and I'll be very interested to see who they play, who they start, because we call it chemistry. Uh, they obviously had chemistry. They looked in sync. Field. We were talking about that a week ago. You know, uh, they looked like an SEC offensive line. That part of it was probably the team they were playing. But, but I mean, we've seen them give up sacks to those kinds of teams before and barely win games to, and even lose years ago to people they absolutely should not have lost to. So, I would stick with what was working for me and have Jones ready to go. Obviously, letting he's going to play too, because you want to develop depth. If you can ever get depth at the offensive line position, you can buy for a championship. Uh, that's what Clemson did when they were really rolling. They had eight or ten guys that could play up front. Coach Caldwell was their coach at that time, and he'd been one of my coaches in college, and we talked about it. They had eight guys. They felt like one was good as the other, and that's when they were winning national championships, not just ACC. So. Continuity, if the offensive line coach has got his way, that's what he wants. He wants that chemistry, that continuity, because it's a team game, and they work better as a team. Coach, as always, it's great hearing from you. Enjoy uh, the week, getting ready for uh, the big two weekends coming up, important games for South Carolina Clemson. Plus, we'll look ahead to Furman and their playoffs coming up, and we got Division Two playoffs with Benedict and, and Limestone, so we still got some, some good football ahead. We will talk to you next well, Monday. You guys have a great one, and congratulations to everybody winning this week. Thank you very much. That's the Thanks, coach, coach, Zach Willis. Yeah, that that buyout he had from, let's see, Newberry and uh, Union College in Kentucky. Yeah, that, that's, that set him up for life, I would say. <laughs> <laughs>